Happy New Year to each and every one of our listeners and everybody who contributes to the programme. And to the panellists today, Niall Hatches in studio. Happy New Year to you, Niall, and if it isn't too late. And to you, Derek. No, absolutely. And Happy New Year to all the listeners. And to Michelle Brown, our researcher. Michelle, Happy New Year to you. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> happy New Year to you and I, to everyone. I'd say there's people throwing stuff at the radio <laughs> right around the country. Anyway, Michelle, you've popped in. You've got some emails. Yep. And um, you were talking there about birds. Lots of bird emails coming yeah, in over. Always. And one is going back to the programme that went out on Christmas Day, your 12 mm-hmm. birds of Christmas. And Beverly emailed in thinking that the 12 drummers would more likely to be a snipe as they are a bird that is eaten and has a display that is called drumming. Oh, no, that's interesting. So we just remind our listeners. So we took the carol 12 days of Christmas and we wondered what it might sound like if it were the 12 birds of Christmas. So we discussed all the birds that already feature there. Six in total were brought. Well, there was more than six, but six individual species were brought by my true love over the Christmas period to me. And then we filled in the rest. So Niall, what were the drummers? So the the drummer is based on the discussion that we had with the English author Stephen Moss, who'd written a book about the the 12 birds of Christmas. His theory was that the uh, 12 drummers drumming in, uh, in the song could be woodpeckers, the great spotted woodpecker, because it famously drums on the trees. Mm-hmm. However, I do think there's a lot of merit in perhaps into it being snipe because one of Stephen's theories is that the, everything in the in the song is actually a bird. Uh, it would seem very strange that the, the the true love starts giving gifts of birds and then it switches to to completely unrelated things. People, in fact, which would be very strange. So it seems to be birds and perhaps game birds. And it would make sense because the snipe they do this amazing display uh, in the breeding season. Instead of a song, what they do is the male will plummet down at a certain angle in flight, and as he does that, he has these little stiffened tail feathers that stick out of the side and they vibrate in. The the air it makes a sound a bit like a bleating goat. That's very good. <laughs> Isn't that? I've heard it in Iceland. I've never heard it here. Funny enough, you hear you hear quite a bit in the boglands in Ireland. If you're around, if you're around walking the bog during the summer, especially in the evenings, you'll hear that. But it's the, it's the classic sound in Iceland. There's so many of them there. And in fact, many of those Icelandic snipe spend the winter here in Ireland, and where, where they are shot, they're, they're, they are legally allowed to be hunted here in Ireland. Uh, and so it would make sense that perhaps was the bird mentioned as the drummer drumming because that display is known as drumming that sound mm. because it is a game bird. It, it is widely eaten and has been and many of the other species mentioned in that are birds that were known for consumption. So the partridges and uh, the the, um, the collie birds, the calling birds, the, the blackbirds black at the bird, time, yeah. uh, birds like that. So it could well be that it's a snipe. That's a very good idea. Good suggestion. Now, what else coming in? So lots of pictures. Um, you were mentioning about garden birds with pictures of greenfinches and blue tits coming in. Lovely picture of um, Kingfisher. Um, and then um, Celia Willoughby sent in um, a picture of a cormorant on a, a lamppost. Yes, yeah, so this this a cormorant. cormorant on a lamppost. Yes, um, she was she was wondering what what it was, and I'm not surprised because it's a very unusual context to see that bird in. Uh, cormorants uh, they're easily identifiable because of the way that they um, they hang out their wings to dry after mm. they've been swimming. Uh, so there's only two birds in Ireland will do that. One is the cormorant, sometimes called the great cormorant, and the other is its very close relative, the shag. The shag. Uh, but the thing is that uh, while both are common birds around the Irish coast, it's only the cormorants that move inland. They'll happily go up river and canal systems you find them on lakes you only find the shags around the coast so if you see a, a large mainly dark bird with a long neck um, hanging its wings out to dry beside its body and you're inland it's going to be a cormorant now normally they'll do that on, on rocks or on the bank of a river or maybe on an island or a small tree I've never seen one actually doing it on top of a lamppost so it's quite an unusual <laughs> photograph so very well done for sending that one in Was the light on at the time? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was during the daytime okay, the light so itself, the light, the light the itself light wasn't, wasn't on, on no. Just wondering was it getting any heat from the light you that's see? A, that's a good suggestion I wonder I know that certain week we get a lot 
lots of reports of buzzards, that big bird of prey, mm. using uh, lampposts to, to scan for prey, actually. Well, they, they'll, they'll off me the side of the motorways looking for roadkill, we think. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why they use those vantage points. But there could be some warmth in it too. But in this case, no, I think it was just drying the wings. And finally, Michelle. Celia Breyer um, was walking along the canal in Lancaster and she noticed mallards diving and swimming underwater and she didn't think they did that and she was wondering about it. So, yes, yeah, so, so mallards belong to a group called the dabbling ducks and um, the other ones like teal and widgeon belong to that same group and they're ducks that tend to feed by upending in the water so you'll see them putting their heads below the surface but their tails are still up above the, above the surface and they don't really dive below the surface compared to birds like tufted duck and potchard which frequently dive well below the surface can stay down for a couple of minutes at a time completely swimming below but it doesn't mean that mallards can't do that they don't like to do it but if um, if needs must they will they're not very good at it but if I, I've seen it happen sometimes if a bird like a pre- peregrine falcon a predator arrives the mallards sometimes will submerge themselves completely below the water and I think sometimes as well when there's a lot of food so particularly when people are throwing lots of bread or, or seed or something like that into mm. water if the reward is good enough and the water is shallow enough those birds will submerge themselves at least temporarily to get that food before it sinks too far or if if it's shallow enough they'll get it off the bottom they're not very good at it though so when you see them doing it you'll see they bob up very very quickly it's not effortless at all they're not really designed for it part of that is because they have such a thick layer of fat just below um, below their skin which is great for insulation it's great for buoyancy um, but it's terrible for swimming below the surface so you find that these dabbling ducks they tend not to be very good they at need diver's weights they need diver's weights exactly yep. <laughs> that's it that's it that's fantastic anyway you can email mooney at rte.ie and we do our best to answer every email that comes in Michelle thank you very much indeed pleasure and perhaps you'll have some more next week. Okay. Okay, bye. There goes Michelle and Happy New Year again to Michelle.